Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everybody. This is your On a Mother Level Bachelor bonus for Hometowns Week. And today, my guest recapper is your favorite and mine true crime junkie. Angela Snyder is in the house with us. You remember she's a mom of two. She is a licensed therapist and social worker. And so she joins me a lot to talk about true crime. But today, we are not talking about murder. We are talking about heartbreak here on Hometowns Week of The Bachelor. Please welcome Angela Snyder. I do regret to inform you that this episode is a snoozer. <laughs> I was going to say yawn. I think I have that written a couple times on my notes because I wanted to be really prepared and I have yawn. I, I feel like the <laughs> thing but the last 20 minutes was, I don't know, I, interesting, I guess. Yeah. And that's putting it mildly, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. That was me being generous. You're a great person to talk about this episode with because I feel like I have a lot of like psychological commentary because I felt like I was trying to read these women's motivations, how they got to the situation in this show that they're in and why some are attaching themselves to him when they maybe shouldn't. Cough, cough, Brie. (laughs) Oh, Brie. Yeah, we got to talk about Brie. Can we first though start with... Girly shorts, workout video. <laughs> Man, you really hate the way Matt dresses. He's wearing a pair of shorts that I own. I own that pair of shorts, no Angela. Way. Well, I mean, I just think I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, okay. But like, they are this... little teal running shorts, and he was doing like the girliest workout video I've ever seen. Well, that was such, I, I don't know, <laughs> those setups, like I hate how they always try to make things look natural. Like he's just hanging out and doing, not that it wasn't like totally staged for him to do that. I, yeah, the, like that was a Peloton, right? That he was like doing the workout with. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. That was right. like a nice plug. And yeah, I, it's hard to take those serious. I guess I didn't notice the shorts. I'm sorry. I might have to go back and look. They were teal. They were teal. <laughs> How and How did I miss them? They were so short. Well, because I was, I was really evaluating the fact that this very tall, extremely fit man appeared yeah. to have not an athletic bone in his body, <laughs> which you don't have to. Like, you know, like not every man has to be an athlete, but I feel like he just like carries himself athletically. Oh, totally. He obviously works out and puts effort into his physique. (laughs) And this is later, this was at the very end when he like fell off the bike with (laughs) Michelle. I feel like he does those things a lot. Like he, and I said to my husband, I was like, God, that's embarrassing. Like he fell off the bike. I mean, that's just, that's, I don't know, to me, that'd be like the most mortifying thing that could happen on a date. So maybe I'm projecting, but I don't know. So is, so I feel, but I feel like that stuff's happened before where he's like kind of clumsy or uh-huh. there he's falling all over himself. <laughs> and so maybe, yeah, maybe he's not like, but he was like a football player, right? College athlete. I thought so. Right. Didn't he play for Wake Forest? Does that <laughs> yeah. sound right? Yeah, it does sound right. That does yeah, sound right. I don't know. Just something about the way he was doing those like side lunge, lunge, crunch <laughs> things. It just looked like 
Like I immediately thought like, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's how stupid I look when I work out. (laughs) You should ask your trainer. I I know. Yeah. I don't, I don't don't know. I would like the answer to that. (laughs) I'm definitely not the person to ask about probably athleticism and how it should look. So yeah, it wasn't, it was, I I don't know, just those beginning moments with the voiceovers are already kind of hard to, (laughs) to watch. So. Well, and that's typical, like, I'm still pouring my glass of wine time, like, we're still, <laughs> yeah, like, picking up matchbox cars off yes, of this couch. Totally. I'm sure that's exactly what I was doing, actually, <laughs> when that part was on last night, or okay. when I watched last night. So yeah. fast forward to Michelle's date. Okay. Yeah. We are now in a Zoom classroom. We have her students who are asking Matt some questions your thoughts well okay I thought the idea was really cute and really sweet because I feel like she has this like legit job (laughs) that sounds terrible yes yes she like actively has a job and a very you know uh admirable job so I thought that was cute at first and I was kind of like oh who are these parents these are parents who allowed this that are like bachelor fans I'm assuming and yeah the questions I mean don't you think those were like totally fed to them oh completely fed to them and kids um, don't care like I've had like this many I've had like four or five kids ever ask me about like my husband right like do you kiss your husband (laughs) yeah nobody's ever asked me that actually no and like once I identified Matt's awkward laugh I can't uh, hear it. And so he just cackled the entire time. And I know right. everybody has like, they're like, this is what I do when I'm feeling awkward. But his like loud laughter is just so uncomfortable for me. How he's just like, you know, are you gonna, are you gonna be Miss Ms. Young's boyfriend? And he's like, ha, 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 yeah. ha. Like, it's so bad. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. And it's- it kept coming. It kept coming. It's so forced. Yes. Yeah. They're like, oh, adorable kids. Because what's he going to do? Like, act annoyed with the children? Because that won't bode well. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Okay, so the Zoom date, that was nice to see. Um, What were your impressions about his interactions with her family? Well, I will say I did like her parents. I felt like they seemed like genuinely kind people. Um. I mean, very much kind of agreeable to like whatever he was going to say, whatever she was going to say. But I mean, I did like how the dad was kind of like, I, we trust her. We trust her judgment. Mm -hmm. We trust how she feels. It's not, I just felt like they were kind of like simple people who were here to meet a guy and they weren't, I don't know, just not overtly brash or anything like some of the other people in this episode and in other episodes. Um, so, I mean, they, they like didn't really question much at all about his intentions or anything. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but like, I didn't, they weren't obnoxious, which I always appreciate. Right. I mean, they're, they, you know, flat out said like, we respect her choice, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I thought she seemed to her parents. She seemed the most giddy about the whole situation. She seemed the most like all in like, yes, like, yes, I'm ready to, to, you know, to accept a proposal. Yes. And up until this episode, she was one of the few who had not said the falling in love line. Did you notice that we now say that instead of I'm in love with you, we now say falling in love. And that's all that was said. 
it was so much. Yeah. Which I know you've talked about in previous episodes. Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) But also at this stage of the game, I actually feel like it's a more appropriate thing to say than I love you because you're, it's probably more accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it used to be an old bachelor world. Like you weren't supposed to say that. Right. You weren't ever supposed to say like, I love you till the end. Right. And then some people kind of flip those rules. So yeah, I don't know. I get so sick of that. I felt like that. It was like overkill last night. I don't know. I felt like we just kept hearing that. Yes. Um, I did note that he said he would move to Minnesota where she lives. That was like, I thought that was kind of a big thing to say because this is, we're talking about a New York city guy here, you know what I mean? And so for him to so specifically say, yes, I will move to Minnesota. I feel like it's a big deal for him to say, because you like, you can't take that back. If she wants you to move to Minnesota, like your butt's moving to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he, I mean, we can talk about this at the end. I mean, I think she is definitely like top two. Obviously, I guess at this point, it's probably pretty obvious. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like she, yeah, she was very um, emphatic about like to her parents about her feelings for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's like, I don't see this great connection between the two of them, but I don't not see one either. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like his connection with any of them though. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was a big team Abigail. So I think I am still like upset about that, but, um, yeah, I don't, I get it. Like, I think she's a genuinely like good person who's kind of the full package. And so I, I mean, I kind of saw the connection at first. I mean, I see it with her more than I do like Brie, um, and Serena, but I just yeah. don't know how she wasn't in the first batch. How did the producers yeah, calculate her impact so significantly? Well, and didn't you find that interesting that she told her parents that the, when she walked in, she didn't know she was walking into a rose ceremony? So this, yes. whole night, I mean, that's such a producer thing. Like we taught, you've talked a lot about that. And it was just like, God, they just were set up to be like, totally, you know, for the girls to hate them even more, sending them in during a rose ceremony and how she wasn't even aware that was when she was coming in. Right. Right. And how would you, especially yeah. when you're showing up with so many other women. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't get that either. Like, cause it kind of felt like she was saying like she auditioned or tried to get in and like, did they say, Oh, we're going to put, I mean, was it always like, we're just going to put these group of women in later or did they call her back? I don't know. I, I that's so bizarre to me. <laughs> so Michelle, she's got the falling in love. Yep. Nice. Moving on to Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really exciting here, folks. So Rachel, I, I was surprised that they showed her next just because they made such a big thing of her skydiving nearly to her death. <laughs> God, that was awkward too. I was very uncomfortable watching her like drive that car with him blindfolded. He did not enjoy this activity. No, he didn't. He was uncomfortable. Like he was actually tremendously scared. He wasn't into it. No. I know. And, but he acts like it, does the forced laugh and. (laughs) So now they're in the plane and the one thing that like stuck out and I've never skydived before. I feel like you have, haven't you? No. Oh my God. It's so funny you say that because I never would in a million years. And my husband last night was saying, yes, my husband watches it. He'll probably be mortified when people hear this, but he does whatever. 
And I'm like, oh, it wouldn't be a bachelor without skydiving. Cause that like literally makes me irate when they have girls like, you know, probably who they know are don't want to skydive, put them on the skydiving mates. And then they have to like, quote unquote, prove themselves. Yeah. Like the guy afterwards is always like, it just, she did something that scared me and that really showed me she was willing to take chances. And that just makes me irate because whatever, I don't, I don't want to skydive. I have no (laughs) See, I'm very like passionate about this. So I thought it was interesting that it was like her idea. Like she was the one, you know, initiating it. Not a huge fan of that on dates. I mean, seriously, I don't know. I would have been kicked off The Bachelor if if that was my date. I mean, he probably would have been like, well, she's obviously not willing to take a chance for me. (laughs) Whatever, fine, I'll go home. So I don't want to be with someone who forces me to, do something I don't want to do. So there you go. So did you notice right before they jumped, like the the preteen on Rachel's back, like threw <laughs> her chin back, like before he pushed her out of the plane, he like went like that with her chin. I was oh. like, oh, they do that to you. Probably so you don't like snap your head up, like, yeah. like you know, by the pressure. But yeah. it was like right before he, they jumped, he like shoved her head back. And I was like, wow, that looks really intense. Like it just felt like a very real skydiving moment that normally they don't show you. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, so I do want to ask, would you ever skydive? Are you as like annoyed about it as I am? I would have done it prior to having kids. Okay. You know what I mean? Now it feels like just a great way to orphan my children for no apparent <laughs> reason. But like, I kind of wish I had done it. Sure. When literally nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, good for you. Not for me. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. So. Now I just feel like what for, and especially watching like Rachel crash to the ground like that. that oh was my God. Do you think that instructor is like embarrassed about that? Well, I, it almost, and maybe, maybe this was editing or something, but it almost looked like everything was going fine until they reached a certain point and it looked like the wind kind of messed okay. up last minute yeah because Matt had like the perfect landing yeah and he had this like he had his like legs up like like in the yeah. position like <laughs> yeah and I was like wow look at Matt he's like following these like instructional video to a T. I I know I did in college sidebar I did go a couple of my friends went skydiving and I went with them okay. with no intention of going. I literally like took it like on an old camera. I had a video and I took it on my old camera. So that was my, I just went to go support, I guess. Okay. But, and it is kind of like that when they land, that's exactly how I remember it. As Matt would say, it was gnarly, <laughs> which made me laugh. Yeah. So it, it was not good. And so I was then pretty surprised that her parents were like, oh my gosh, like, are you hurt? And she was like, yeah, like my face is all bruised. I'm like, first of all, let's talk about those makeup tricks. Second of all, like, I kind of wish we would have seen what she looked like. Like I kind of wanted to see or hear more about what exactly happened to her. I mean, she was complaining about like grass in her mouth and And then her bag. She said, didn't she kind of say her back hurt? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they kind of glossed over what happened. I mean, obviously she was well enough to go on that date, but I kind of wanted to know what the heck. That's because they were focused on something really bad happening and it brought them closer together. That uh, I like, I wrote down like insert eye roll, like that whole, like she got emotional because he cared that she fell. I'm like, he'd have to be pretty cold to like not care after that fall I mean geez yeah she put a tremendous amount of weight on the fact that he didn't like 
need her to go to the vending machine or something. Right. Then he wasn't like, dude, you okay? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> that just annoyed me. I, I just felt like it was super melodramatic. Not that she, I think she was legitimately her, but just the yeah. whole like, this just really showed me if she wasn't here anymore. I mean, they kind of acted like it was a near death experience. (laughs) Maybe I've gotten too hard in all my years of dealing with real problems, but. And I sort of wondered what her mom was thinking the whole time, especially when her mom was like, so you never have seen a red flag. And she's like, not one. (laughs) Like, ow, like you couldn't even have come up with one thing. That world is not made for revealing red flags. You know what I mean? But, but it's weird to me that she, like, she's not even prepared to acknowledge that there are probably a lot of things that she doesn't know. Right. She's very, I mean, I also felt like she's kind of all in. Do you feel that way? Yes, I agree. Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is, was I right that Matt is like, she's the only one Matt is really saying like the loving feelings back to like he says the falling in love is isn't she the only girl he's kind of doing that with yes Mm -hmm. because he he did that like on episode five yeah like like four it was oh yeah I think after that their first one-on-one or whatever yeah and then yeah I kind of felt like she was all in especially when she was upset that he didn't ask her dad for like a like for permission which I think makes total sense that he that would be weird to go around to four dads and be like, can I marry your daughter? And then, but no, you're not going to follow through with it on three. I I mean, I think that was a good and, call on his part. And that's the only dad blessing acknowledgement that we got was with her, which that's I think true. is important to note. And the fact that she was disappointed by that um, stands yeah. out to me. Well, her dad question- was like not having it. Like he was no. kind of- do you think, okay, so normally when the, when it's the hometowns, the guy goes to the girl, you know, the family's usually in their own home or like their richest family member's home or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if to the parents, it is easier or harder to get sucked into the bachelor bubble. Like I almost feel like being flown out to some doofy resort on some TV show makes it easier for you to look around with great skepticism as opposed to when you're playing host and you're feeling like you need to welcome this person into your life and into your family. And then you kind of are more being a good person and a good host. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you're showing up to this Wonko hotel and you're like, hello, like, what are we doing here? Like, I felt like the parents seemed more detached from the process this way. Now that you say that, I to- I can totally see why you feel that way. And um, yeah, I also feel like when they, the hometowns in the past, like there's like Aunt Mary there and a cousin and more family. Yes. And, you know, they're also, I agree, like probably trying to be more welcoming. And I feel like there is more like everyone tries to connect or give input or whatever. And you're right. It was, it probably is just kind of like this cold thing where, you know, they probably had to have like quarantine procedures or something. And it's just like, we just have to sit in this room and talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I agree. It's probably, yeah, not as, um, I mean, maybe that's why it was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, Which is how I feel kind of about the dates anymore. It's fine. I mean, it's fine, but they're better this season than Tasha's and Claire's. Oh my gosh, those oh, yeah. were oh, awful. Oh yeah, let's sit around a com- campfire and discuss our weaknesses. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible to watch. And 
so they're doing better with that, but yeah, I, there probably is some detachment and just not the same. And they know like the three other girls are at the resort as opposed to maybe 1100 miles away in California or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like they're all just there <laughs> and their families yeah. and so I specifically wrote down that his name was Daryl because I feel like Daryl Kirkconnell <laughs> was just like overall not interested in this situation. And his quote that I wrote down is fairly unremarkable, but it's like what everyone who watches the show thinks. And that is, I don't see how this works. Because <laughs> like, he's right. He's like, I, I, don't, I just don't see how any of this makes any sense. Right. Like, well, yes, I Darryl. mean, Daryl, it has. In the past, there's been a few... Not totally wrong. Would you want it for your kid? Probably not, but no, she did make the choice to go on. I am interested to know if he does pick her, what's all going to happen because of the controversy. And we can, we can get to that at the end when we start <laughs> okay. talking about the, like the preview for the next one or whatever, Okay. because now we get to Bree's date. And my uh... first words that I've written down about Bree's date are big ass rabbit. Oh, did you see? <laughs> yes. what, I have down, what is with the big bunny? <laughs> why why didn't they acknowledge that rabbit nothing didn't say a word was it for the baby sister which we also need to get to or yeah that was obnoxious and i i i've never seen that on a home like someone bringing that like that was yeah, a big it was, rabbit it was huge if someone gave me that as a gift i would be furious <laughs> Honestly, furious. Where would I put that in my house? Where would I, I don't put that in my show house? up with that thing. No, I don't want my children to have that. I don't, uh, FYI, please don't ever buy me anything like that ever. Don't buy any mother a big <laughs> rabbit. No, any giant stuffed animal. Gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Baby sister. Yeah. That came Bree out of nowhere. has a baby sister. Brie, who is what? 23. Yeah has a baby sister. Yeah. First of all, her mother is stunning. Her mother is gorgeous. He must have, I wonder if she was like a teen mom or something. Yeah, but she, even, even still, like, like, what would that make her now? Even even if she had oh, Brie at young. 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? Brie's, you know. Yeah, she'd got, I bet she was, I mean, she's gotta be, I mean, I thought maybe around 40. But even still, to, yeah, to have like fresh new baby at 40, oh, that's fresh new baby. And then I got to say it, how awkward was it when the baby was crying and Brie couldn't settle it? Matt looked terrified. And they even said that, did they? They're like, oh, is this scaring you? And he's like, no, no, not at all. I'm like, BS. You well, no, because he was he too was... busy talking about what a reflection it was on her potential as a mother. And I'm like, oh, oh stop it. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Like his, his body language, his face, it was, it was uncomfortable and cringy. Yeah, Bree's feelings are the most unmatched to Matt's feelings. Completely. It's so, yeah. What did he say after she told him she was falling in love? Was he like, I appreciate that? Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Which is oh also God. what he said when she told him she quit her dream job for him. <laughs> he said, thank you for sharing that. Oh God, I feel bad for her. I feel like Bree is very much identifying with him on this being raised by a single mother thing. And I think she is like, something about that really speaks to her and connects her to him in a way that he does not necessarily identify with on her right. end. 
-hmm. you know, because it keeps coming up over and over again. We both had single moms. We both had single moms. And like, for some reason, that's just a really big deal to her. What do you think's going on there? Well, she's obviously like really latching on to something that's not there. And I think it would be hard in that environment to not read into things or think that, you know, I mean, you're down to, I'm, you know, I made hometowns, therefore he must really be into me. And yeah, you're right. The single mom. And he said it too, right? He like going into the date, he was kind of like, you know, Brie was raised by a single mom too. And I feel like maybe that's like the common ground she's like, clutching onto well it must have had a really big impact in her life and she maybe is like uh projecting that onto him like yeah. I really get him I really get where he's coming from I know what it's like to not have my you know dad there regularly or whatever or at all and maybe she's just feels like that makes her stand out yeah As opposed yeah to it made girls. me wonder if like if she's felt like judged in the past for not having a father in her life or if. Well, she probably has daddy issues, right? She hasn't worked through. And so she like maybe thinks Matt personifies this person that'll be different. It won't leave. Like he's a good man. My dad wasn't a good man. He didn't stick around or he never wanted to be a part of my life. Cause I don't really remember the whole backstory there or she's talked about that. Yeah. Or she's just literally said I was raised by a single mom. But yeah, I just, I mean, she probably does have some some father figure issues and maybe that's her trying to the person who's going to be the father of my children is going to be is going to stick around he's going to be great and that you know and that's Matt to her if it happened to him then she feels confident that he wouldn't do it to her yeah possibly. like it feels like a safety net of some kind right like he knows what it's like to be abandoned so he wouldn't abandon his own children yeah Overall, she, like, I feel like he's uncomfortable when he's around her. The thank you for the, for the sharing. I just don't feel like he's reciprocating any of the feelings that she is giving to him. No. Um, and I thought even like their like makeout moments were a little <laughs> aki. Yeah. But then in the preview, they look very like making out a lot. I felt like because I agreed. I felt like it was, it was cringy as well. And then I felt like in the preview it was like, that's all that sh they showed was Ken, like him on all over her. So that confused me. Had Serena not sent herself home, <laughs> would Brie uh, have yes. been sticking around? <laughs> no, Brie would have been sent home. <laughs> Serena. I got big uh, problems with Serena. Yawn. As I voiced yawn, in the last episode, yawn. I mean, he just cannot pick up what she's putting down. <laughs> no, I said, I wrote, and this is a quote of Serena. It's deepened our connection, she says in monotone. <laughs> like, I just felt like, yes. Uh, I was surprised to hear her say that because I'm like, honey, no, it does. No, it has not. No, I think she likes being around him. Yeah. Occasion occasionally. You know, they, they have this nice date and they play the hockey and whatever. Fine, fine, fine. But I feel like immediately once her family is around, her brain clicks and she starts saying all of the things that I thought were true. On paper and in my head, he's a great guy. I'm catching up to his feelings. I mean, bottom line is you are on a show where there is a power difference. You're being told that this is the perfect man for you. Mm -hmm. And you would be foolish not to reciprocate his love. And at the end of the day, you might not match with Matt. I might not match with Matt, no matter how great of a person he is, 
anyone doesn't just become the right match for you because someone says they're great person. You can have two great people who aren't great together. Yeah. And not even in like a, like a, like a conflicting way, just in a, like, I don't really like vibe with you. I'm not attracted to you spiritually, physically, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed how, um, her sister, when they were saying goodbye to Matt, she was like, good luck (laughs) to Matt. Because I felt like they were like, best wishes. We will never be seeing you ever again. So, you know, good luck. I thought that was hilarious. Like, so appropriate. I mean, I feel like they were like, yep, that's over. He's never going to be back here. Well, her family, I think, was the most clued into who she is as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they were really like, oh, no, you don't like it at all, do you? And she's like, crap, no, I don't. Damn it. (laughs) She gave it the good old college try at the beginning when she was with her family, like, ha, 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 we're laughing and we're happy. And they were, they saw right through it. Yes. Which I loved that. I loved that her family like grounded her instantly. And she, she was fully, she was fully prepared to keep convincing herself that this was the right move. Yeah, she was. And we get to that later, which we have to talk about. So how she kind of, how she fessed up. Yeah. So, which I, I did appreciate, even though it was brutal. Okay. So yeah. So roll, roll right into that there. Angela. Okay. Take it away. Okay. Basically she, does she ask to speak to him? Yes. And she comes clean and oh boy. I mean, it was rough to watch. And again, I don't blame her. I don't think she did anything wrong, No. but who hoofta that was. So she said, I was just trying to, I was kind of telling myself and convincing myself that you know, my feelings were coming or I was just scared because of my previous, uh, I had a really bad breakup, but the truth is I'm just not into you. I don't think that's what she said. (laughs) I don't think that you're my person. Yeah. Whoa. And it was like all the air got sucked out of the room. I mean, that is like, she could have said something like, oh, this just isn't working for me. But she was like, she was very, um, which is probably good. She was like black and white about it. It was like, you're not, you're not my person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that really, I mean, that's got to be kind of hard when you're the bachelor and you're supposed to be the most wanted person and someone you kept pushing through is like, no thanks. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so much ego involved. I mean, you can't help but feel like, like you're on top of the world because all these women are just affirming you and affirming you and affirming you. And she just never really bought in fully. I know. Yeah. And it took her family. Like you said, it just kind of clicked once- they were in the same room. I did feel bad though, that she had to spend so much time explaining herself because at the end of the day, the guy never explains that much to the girl why they're not chosen, you know? know. But for some reason, in order for her to leave, like she has to lay out an argument, like a jury's about to weigh in on whether or not she can leave. Like she has to explain herself, even though all it really came down to was we're not a match. Like if I met you on the street, we would not have spoken more than five minutes. Like we're just not, I don't know. Think of all the people in your life who you would never date. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about hundreds and thousands of people (laughs) that you've, you've come across that you just like would never have enough of a connection to pursue a relationship with. And here she is like forced onto a resort and like made to try it. 
Well, did you enjoy? I thought it was a little role reversal how she walked him out. And he, and he asked her to. He was like, are you going to walk me out? I know. And then he like held her hand the whole way. And then he got in the car and she had to wait. It was like total reversal. I yeah, like the fact that the bachelor is the one riding around in the car, like, oh. Giving the testimonial afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not funny. Poofta. Yeah, he says, this is not how I saw our journey ending. And I'm like, Matt, you have did you listen to what she said ever? Like, did you hear her ever one time? I don't know. I thought her her whole body language had been clear. Even yeah. her speech was clear. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think she ever wavered. I don't think she ever, like, dove like, in and then reversed. I mm-hmm. mean, she flat out was like, that last date sucked. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, the brain's on the wall, man. That was yeah. your miss. Yeah. Whew. And then, so then it was the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, I do want to say Brie looked stunning. I thought she was rocking that dress. Her hair was beautiful. She looked gorgeous. Yes. So it should be a simple rose ceremony, right? It's obvious what's happening. Three roses, three girls. (laughs) Okay, I don't blame her. So he, so it was Michelle, Brie, Rachel. First rose, Michelle. She's on the far left. Total right place to start. Skips over Brie gives it to Rachel, the next rose, and then Brie in the middle. What the hell? I don't yeah. think, and she and she caught on to that. She's like, she why did. was I the last person? I think if it had, he had just gone down the line, Michelle, Brie, Rachel, she went, nobody would have thought anything about it. Nope. But no, what was that about? I felt like that was such a clear signal. Like I would have sent you home if Serena was still here. I just felt like that was kind of a jerk move. I don't understand yeah. why he did that. Brie needed to be second. She was second in line either way. He yes. I don't yes. understand why he did that. It wasn't even alphabetical order. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't. You're like dissecting this order for like some code. I did, but she caught on it too. She, yeah. I think she felt like that was a total slap in the face. And I think I would have felt the same way if I was standing there and you skip right over me and wait. It's like, you didn't want Rachel to be concerned for one second that she wasn't getting a rose when all of them knew they were getting one, I don't know. I thought it was very, it was like, even if he didn't do it on purpose, it was like a subconscious thing. (laughs) That's you think, do you think she should have called her boss real quick after that rose ceremony? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm with you that she probably should have talked to him about that before quitting her job. Like, cause I think he would have right then and there probably sent her home. I think so. Instead of having her quit. Yeah, I don't think he would have led her on that way. I don't think he's that much of a no an egomaniac. But do you think maybe she knew that? That he, if she like went to him and was like, my job or I stay here, he would have been like, I mean, because a lot of times, what guy, like I wouldn't even, if I really liked someone and they were like, I won't, but we weren't like totally committed. I don't think I'd feel comfortable being like, no, you should stay here for me. Don't pursue your dreams. Right. I mean, that's a huge responsibility on someone. So I kind of wonder if she knew that that's what he would have said. And so she just made the, made the call. Yeah. And I think she did think that there was some power in the big announcement. Like, I think she felt that there was a a grand gesture within that. Right. Which that should never be a grand gesture. 
it's man or a woman no especially on the bachelor <laughs> just my opinion but. well because um and i don't remember some of the details but if you watch jake pavelka's season uh, remember ali worked for facebook yes she left she left and then didn't she try to come back and then he said no or something i don't remember that she i know that she i read interviews with her after and she had said like they had talked about it for hours about what to do and then yeah they, you know kind of collectively made the decision and I even remember because we were like definitely early 20s when that season aired because I was living yes. in Wichita at the time <laughs> and that was you know such the infancy of Facebook and when this like beautiful bright woman says I work for Facebook and I don't want to give up that job you know like sitting yeah. amongst a bunch of other career 25 year olds were all like yeah you do not give up that job at <laughs> Facebook you go to work, girl. You go to work. Oh, thank God she didn't give up that job for Jake Pavelka. Ugh. Ew. Oh my he God. Ended up being... yelled at by that jerk. Oh, he ended up being the worst. I felt duped by Jake Pavelka. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you said, we were early 20s and I was like, he's so handsome. And he's he has pilot. a real job. <laughs> and a temper. He's so sweet. <laughs> and a horrendous temper. Oh, God. Next week, what do you think of the preview? They want us to think someone else leaves. They want us to think that Matt has been left alone yet again. And so that means that's not what happens. Right. Oh, when he's like on the curb. Uh-huh. And, and Chris is like, okay. can you go? Does He doesn't say like, can you go on? But he says something along the lines of like, can you believe that happened? Or Yeah. Are you okay that, they want us to think that he has been like, like all three of them were like, eh, we're good. And, and he's just left on the curb, which that's not what yeah. happens. Right. Do you think it's something with like his mom or something she says, you know, like rattles him? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Speculate. Maybe. I don't know. Who do you, what do you think? You think Bree's going to go home early? Yeah. yeah I mean, Bree's, Bree's not going to make her. it through overnight. No. After he'll make out with her a bunch and then send her. Yeah. Home. I mean, the power rankings, I like, I still think Rachel's his number one. Mm-hmm. Just based on these, like, like the, the dad, I think was a big tell specifically yes. telling her I did not get his blessing. I think that was a huge tell. Yeah. And I think he's just, I, I don't know. I just think he's, he's been locked in on her for a minute. I don't really yeah. see it with Michelle, but I just don't not see it, I guess. And then yeah. Bree, Bree's just totally well, out of the equation for you know, me. I was just thinking like also when Matt was talking to Bree's mom, wasn't she kind of straight up like, how do you feel about her? And he was so ambivalent. I felt like she was like, yes. I mean, I hope she kind of tells her daughter, like, I don't know. He just seemed really uncertain about his feelings for you. I mean, I felt like she picked up on that right away that he was so, I don't even know what he said, but it was so like generic and yeah, it was again, uncomfortable. So yeah, I think, yeah, she'll be gone. It's gonna be Rachel and Michelle from there. I don't know what'll happen. And I don't know if I see this really going beyond, you know, a few months or something. Yeah. His statement that he came out with this week yeah. says a lot about the end of the season, I think. Okay. I felt like it was very um, vague. See, I thought it was clear that his entire experience on the show, he now looks back at with different eyes and does not feel good about the way it took place. So that sort of tells me that like something is very real and present going on that does not bode well for whatever relationship 
potentially came out of this because I don't think you would look back on it so negatively if you're like engaged to one of these women right now. Yeah. Well, two more weeks that we just have to wait till this dramatic saga. Yeah. Concludes. Let's conclude with this. How are you feeling about Matt as a bachelor here now at the end of the hometowns? How has he performed? I mean, I like him. He does do a good job. I think he, you know, I think there's genuine parts of him, even the forced, even with the forced cackling. Kind of like you've said, like, I don't know if he's really in it to really find a wife. I think he likes that idea and probably, yeah, wants to be married and someday. But yeah, I think he's one of the better bachelors. I mean, there's definitely been, when we just talked about, like some really like not good people. And I don't, right. feel that, I don't feel that way about him. I think he is not out there to just, I mean, he really, I don't feel like he's just been there to like make out with everyone and no, that kind of thing. He's seems like genuinely interested in getting to know some of the women and who they are. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think he's a playboy by any means. Um, but I think that he knows that he wins regardless. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You end up with somebody win. you don't end up with somebody or it doesn't work out. I was still Matt James, the bachelor win, you know? And I think that's a common thought process. I don't think it's unique to him, but I think in that process, he's done a good job of making the women feel valued. He's been kind to them all and like gracious of their time. And, Mm -hmm. and I've overall enjoyed the way he responded to some of the particularly like awful behavior of some Uh. of the women. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, some, I, I hate watching women attack other women, probably because I am such a girl's girl. Like I was never, I'm not one of those women who always had a bunch of guy friends. I like had one guy friend maybe who was probably, who, who's gay. Like those have been my guy friends. So I don't feel that way about other women. I feel like in my experience, women are generally very supportive of other women. Mm-hmm. And I don't like when that stereotype gets, um, just completely just played out and played into yeah um, on a tv show that's watched by millions of people but it is what it is and it makes good tv i guess so that's what's that's what they're gonna show and i do think you have to have a certain personality to go on that show all right angela you're a delight very good insight as always we need to come up with um some more murders that we can talk to you about i know see i don't just watch murder i also watch <laughs> mindless tv so i'm i'm just so i'm just so uh multi-layered <laughs> yeah truly truly a complex individual i know right <laughs> keep following on a mother level for more bachelor recaps i'm not sure if i'm gonna do women tell all next week or if we'll just pick back up for the finale and the aftermath. So stay tuned here on a mother level.